Welcome to season four of Handpicked. This is about people grilling me to get my business experience, to help them grow their And what's great is we get to learn, discover and meet incredible business owners who are really up to some very interesting things. Anyway, enjoy. Maybe you've got some questions for the next season. In this episode, we're talking to Jeremy. Now, he's pre-revenue and very interested in talking about how to find investors. I'm keen to encourage him to think about other forms of funding. Why don't you start up by telling us a little bit about your concept and what you're up to? Homebuilder.com.au and homebuilder.co.nz is a um, online platform for homeowners to connect with builders, architects and home designers for residential housing projects, both in Australia and New Zealand. Um, ultimately, we'll connect um, homeowners with uh, the businesses that suit their specific project type to ensure that they're selecting businesses based on experience, um, their compliances to reduce contractual failures in the industry. Um, with time, we hope to grow to become a residential tendering platform so that um, builders can tender on domestic housing projects um, in Australia and New Zealand. Right. So that's the what, but tell us why. Why? So residential housing, particularly for consumers, is incredibly complicated. Um, the real reason that we look at it from a consumer protection point of view, you're buying something that is unknown. Therefore, that process of actually clarifying what that product is that you're buying just takes time, experience, expertise. So we hope to help consumers go through that process a little bit more um, easier, that they will make sure that they understand the process. And then we're doing price competition testing as well. We're looking out to those builders and, and making sure that the, the consumer is getting the most best price for them possible. Now, in that process, we'll try and hopefully make sure that um, we'll define the scope of the project incredibly well, that the consumers, there'll be no misunderstandings between the consumer and the builder as we, as we, um, as we tender in their projects. And as a result, we'll reduce those stresses and pains that, that homeowners experience during typical building projects. So where are you up to on your journey? What's your background and then what led you into this? Um, and where are you up to? Uh, so my background is my I'm a, I'm a family-prone um, builder, um, residential housing. So I started at 14 years old building houses with my father. Um, I am now a project manager for commercial projects, um, quite large ones. Um, I'm a building I was a building designer for one of Queensland's larger builders for a very long time, and I am also a residential housing builder now. So um, that's that's where it's um, it started. Um, we are currently the site is completely built. Um, the website is built. We I have a business partner, um, a lady by the name of Chance Baker, who is a um, construction industry ambassador, and she is fantastic. We have a full marketing plan ready to go, um, but we are now out there looking for ultimately a pre-revenue um, investment to make sure that our marketing is delivered properly to the market so we get a, a good response from the product. Right. So what is your first question? So I guess um, as a pre-revenue startup, and now we're ready to go out and look for that investor now out there, my real question is how you go about valuing that business that doesn't 
have any real sales behind it in order to to, to value it. So valuations are always in the eye of the beholder, not necessarily um, what you think, and it will fundamentally depend on why somebody would invest in you. So um, right now it's very, very difficult to get investment, angel investment particularly, and as an asset class for investors, it's very unattractive. So, you know, your ability to get, and I don't mean to be um, deflating at all, but your ability to get investment without proving a concept is very hard. So what would be your proof of concept points that you could share with an investor? And who would this give a strategic advantage to? And that is that is a very interesting part to actually where I'm going with my question. It's um, we have tested it with investors in the past, professional investors, and that proof of concept is incredibly important. We can't prove it because we don't have any runs on the board. That's that's the real answer, isn't it? However, the interest from non-professional investors, um, for example, industry bodies, um, developers, uh, people who who know that this product is of value. It's there, but they don't necessarily understand the um, the investment process, particularly when we talk about convertible notes or safe deeds, that they will want to get a, a cut of that business immediately. Do you recommend going this path as a pre-revenue business? I'm just wondering if there's other ways to raise money and it's not necessarily investment because, look, I know given my years of Shark Tank investing and so forth and and right now, it's it's very difficult for an investor to get an exit um, or even to get an outcome. And I know people who've literally done hundreds of investments in um, in this kind of angel capacity and still not got any return. So uh, I think it's it's far more interesting to say, well, what do I need to get it to proof of concept? And that comes back to what is the job that you're being hired to do? Uh, what is this going to solve for? Because until you have somebody who's prepared to spend a dollar with you, you actually don't even know if you've got a business. And acquiring customers, like getting people to a platform, is harder than it ever was. You know, we uh, I've heard too many times people go, well, I'll pop it on Facebook or I'll put it on Instagram. That's not the way that, you know, and you've said that you've got a marketing campaign that is ready to go, but that's expensive. So it is chicken and the egg. So given that you're uh, solving for a particular or you're being hired for a particular reason, what sort of government programs are available to you in Queensland for um, government grants in terms of if this is something that is causing pain uh, in that particular sector, then there's often um, governments are very uh, keen to support innovative organisations that are going to create employment in in their um, community. So have you looked at the range of government grants? Yeah, we did. Um, at the moment, the Ignite program, which is our main um, investor grant up here for this, is incredibly competitive is the, is the first one. Um, construction doesn't seem to necessarily be too high on the radar at the moment for obvious reasons. The market is, is booming, um, which is probably one of the big ones. Um, 
at the moment that investment is not open for at the moment. So that's that's one of the challenges that comes with it. Um, I also found that the the amounts, the significant amount of work that goes into making the application for those for those grants sometimes offsets the benefits of actually pursuing them. So um, the the path that I'm considering at this stage is, is purely I, I'm I'm grateful for the um, for the advice on the angel investors because it's very very in line with what we've said, but. I think my path at this stage is to try and look for privatised investment from, from somebody who's in the industry at the moment who can see the value. Right. So, you know, I'm famous for saying debt is cheaper than equity. But until you get to proof of concept, the fundamental questions that an investor will ask will be very difficult for you to answer. And so, first of all, why are you special and why are you different? And the only way to really answer that is to look at the uniqueness of your platform, but also, let's say, the user journeys or the, the cost to acquire or the, the lifetime value. Or So how does the uh, – who pays? Like who's the customer and how does that work? Because there's this brilliant book which is called The Customer Funded Business Model. It's a great book, and really. And if I look at my own business, I never took investment. Uh, you know, twenty-two years in, and still haven't. It's a customer-funded business model, which is um, get one customer, spend the profit on that. In terms of growing the enterprise, and any business is much rigorous, robust, and very attractive to investors if you've managed to not just bootstrap it, but effectively have your customers fund your growth. So tell me about the uh, financial model that sits behind the business. So financially, um, so for the startup money, that's probably the, the first place to start is the spending of that financial money. Um, I would say we're looking at the moment for five, about $500,000 to fund, I would say 80% of that is marketing revenue, uh, marketing expenses. The rest is a small amount of operational overheads and developers. Uh, long term, I believe within 12 months, um, we will be self-sufficient. So our model is subscription model. Uh, the, we have two key key customers at this point at the moment, which is the, the suppliers, which is our builders, um, architects, and building designers. They pay a subscription to advertise on our site to, to provide a profile and to, provide, um, to get uh, job leads provided through to them. Uh, the customer ultimately uses the search engine just purely to to find and shortlist the builders that are specific to their project. Um, so that's that's the, the the short part of it. Um, we do have a financial forecast that says you know, in, in three or four years we'll be worth X, but that's such a high in the sky number. That a spreadsheet's a spreadsheet. You can write anything in it if you haven't got any proof of concept points. You know, exactly yeah, right. I'm pretty good at spreadsheeting myself. I can make anything look good. Uh, so, look, I, look, I am concerned uh, for you. At, at this really uh, pre-revenue stage, how do how how do you get to the next level? You're clearly passionate about it, but you're going to need to find somebody who's equally passionate about this space. Something, someone, or an organisation that it's going to give um, a strategic value to. So when I think about how I grew my own business way back in the day when I had not two cents to rub together, literally, because I spent all the money on the website, old story, not very new. But the the thing that I did do was find who was already talking to those people. And instead of trying to go it alone, um, 
I would do joint marketing initiatives. And in that way, I got enough customers to be able to prove out that this was something that was going to provide value to people. So who else is already, and this is a hypothetical question, don't please, you don't have to answer it now. Mm. Please don't give away yep. all of your secrets. But um, <laughs> but really, who is already speaking to this audience? What what problem are you solving for another enterprise? Who could you partner with? You don't have to go it alone. I, I think getting really clear on your uniqueness of why this is different. What are people prepared to pay? What is your margin? How many customers do you need to get to that break-even point? Like $500,000 in terms of seed money is a lot. And, uh, you know, I used to say back in the day when, you know, somebody come and say, we want to spend $10,000 on some campaign. I go, well, how many customers do we need to get to fund that $10,000? And once we take our small little clip out of the ticket, oh, my goodness, it's we need to uh, sell a 1,000 tickets. Well, is it going to do that? You know, so getting those metrics right and understanding that might really help you on your journey. And so what other questions do you have for me at this very early stage in your business? So I guess um, in that regard then, and, and, that, and I think that's really good advice, I like that advice. So if we are to go and talk with the, the people that currently um, are touching on this area already, which um, there are quite a few, um, what does that look like from a negotiation point of view, do you think? is it? So some of these good people I found um, from early discussions don't understand convertible notes, don't understand um, safe, notes, uh, safe deeds. Therefore, they are more expecting of a shareholding immediately up front. Do you see any concerns with, with doing those negotiations to get that sort of investment into the business? Yes. What are they investing in? Like right now it's an idea and you've built a website but you don't have any customers. So, you know, equity in is you know, what's it really worth? My suggestion was to you was about finding joint marketing partners. Right. So okay. not looking for investors because I, I, quite frankly, I don't, I don't know what they'd be investing in right now. And until you can get to proof of concept, it's very hard to say, um, you know, what it's worth or what what its value is. I think as a, as a, as a mechanism, a convertible note in this very early stage makes sense. So for me, it's about finding joint marketing partners, people who are already yes. talking to the audience who would find this as a service. So find a launch partner, somebody else. And so they might be bringing the network um, so that you don't need the $500,000 to launch. That You know, I, I had two-tenths of nothing to launch my business. And the way I grew my business was through relationships and through people being absolutely able to count on me that if I said something, I would do it. And, um, and you know, you are in the same situation. You are looking to launch a two-sided marketplace. You're looking for both customers and you're looking for suppliers. And if you don't have the the um, building companies and the suppliers on there, the architects and so forth, then there's nothing for the consumers to sign up for. They get nothing. So making sure that you have a valuable and viable um, service or marketplace is is the first step. So your investment is really about, well, how do we create the authority for this brand in the marketplace? So the $500,000 is not going to do it. 
That's that's not how you build reputation. Got it. Okay. Right. I'm, I know I'm being a bit firm, but <laughs> well, it's up. Well, Mate, it's I'm trying to save you your money. I'm trying to get you to keep your own business and, and think about things differently. You know, I, yep. I get a little bit tired of people going, "I want an investor." Well, what are they investing in? You know, it's yep. other people's money. It and no, and money needs to be really respected. Um, and so, really, I think you've got a lot of work before you're ready. Uh, it. To have that conversation and a real conversation, and by the time you get there, you'll have something very valuable that you know you'll be looking for a strategic partner who will help you grow this enterprise because of their contacts, their networks, or so forth. So, yep. um, righto, what's your next question? Next question. Um, so, I guess from there, we're, we're talking about building a resilient type model and going out there and getting those customers. So, marketing, joint marketing, um, I think. I, what sort of relationship? What sort of relationships would suit that joint marketing? Could I get you to explain that a bit further? So, um, I'm just thinking of maybe who are the raw material suppliers in this industry? I don't know, Boral or you, you know way better than me. I'm not an expert in yep. construction, let alone residential building. You know, I did a few. A few renovations in my time, but that does not make me an expert. And unfortunately, people think they're an expert when um, they've done uh, one or two renovations. So, so I would say, well, who else is interested in exactly the same audience? Is it the banks? Is it I don't know. But you operate in this area and have operated in this area. So, who is always trying to get more customers and new customers? And I think there's some really good business models to look at, such as high pages. What was their go-to-market uh, strategy when it came to connecting tradespeople to consumers um, or Airtasker, you know, which is um, doing jobs. And then how how did they uh, get forth? But, you know, all of those now launched 10 or 15 years ago and it was a very different environment. It's a, It is tough uh, to get um, investment at this point without proof of concept. But I would think uh, in talking to who else wants to talk to this customer set um, and how can you work together. But it'll take really being very clear on your value proposition. Why are you relevant? Why are you different? What can you do that they can't do on their own? Okay. <laughs> You're so you, – I, I better get off my high horse because I'm like, no, we're having a lovely chat. But I guess actually this is no, what right. this podcast is about because everybody's – oh, I bet you everybody's telling you it's a fabulous idea, good on you, come on, go for it, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes a little reality check is very, very important. Somebody's got to hold up the mirror and go, this is a long journey, she says, 22 years in. This is a tough journey. It's not a linear journey. It's full of sideways moves. So, you know, um, I I believe that if I spent my $25,000 on my website, if I hoped they would come, it doesn't work. Hope is not a strategy. Understood. Yes, and no, we've we've tried that once, so we're doing it. We are doing it for the second time. So I completely appreciated that that point of view. <laughs> okay, 
Look, I think um, that's probably the end of my actual like, question. Thanks so much for having me on your show. It was so much fun. I like being no, beaten up in public. It's great. Oh, look, I do it with I, I do it with love, and I do it because you're not alone. And I don't know who's going to listen to this who just needs a little reality check, and that is that unless you can get it working, unless you can prove that customers are prepared to pay for this and it provides value for your supply community, two-sided marketplaces are hard. So, um, look, thank you so much for being so brave uh, coming on the show. Um, I do wish you well. Uh, I'll keep a little eye out for when your website goes live. Um, But congratulations on your concept. Keep going, keep growing, and good luck. Awesome. No worries. Thank you so much for today. Wow. Thanks for listening. Surely there's someone you know who could learn from this too. Please share. Remember to subscribe and we look forward to having you on the next episode of Handpicked.